at the very end of the parsha of Parshas Mishpatim, the Pasuk speaks about how Moshe Rabbeinu goes up on the mountain, goes into the cloud, and he's there for 40 days and 40 nights. On the words of the Pasuk that he goes, Besoicha Onon, Rashi says that in this case, Onon Zed, this Onon was more like a smoke. And the question is, Onon, which we usually translate as a cloud, comes from water. Smoke usually comes from fire. Seemingly these are two very, very different things to each other. So why is Rashi suddenly translating in our Pasuk that the Onon was like a smoke rather than being a cloud? And generally, what's even even the difficulty in the Pasuk that Rashi needs to tell us anything about this Onon? Seemingly it's a cloud and that's it. Rashi then goes on and says that Hashem made for Moshe Rabbeinu a path inside of this. And the question is, earlier on, in Pashas Yisrael, we had a Pasuk, Moshe Nigashel HaRafel, which Rashi explains that Moshe Rabbeinu passed three partitions. He passed the darkness, the Choshech, Onon, the cloud, and HaRafel, which Rashi explains to us, means a very thick cloud. In other words, seemingly there's absolutely no difficulty to pass through, to go through a cloud, and as we can see, this simply as well. So why does Rashi have to tell us over that Hashem makes a special path for Moshe Rabbeinu? The Rebbe says the explanation is, what's really the difficulty in our Pasuk is, because just a few Pesukim back, the Pasuk said, Vayachas ha'onan esahar, that the cloud covered the mountain. So when the Pasuk now comes along and says, Vayavoy Moshe, that Moshe Rabbeinu goes on the mountain and he comes inside the cloud, it seems to be that this, these words are extra. It's obviously that he had to go through the cloud. If he went up the mountain, obviously he had to go through the cloud. And therefore, it sound, Rashi is telling us that the word Besoycha Onan implies that this must be something else to what we learned earlier. It's not the same cloud that we're speaking about. It must be something different. So what really is this cloud? And therefore, Rashi is telling us, the previous time when we spoke about a cloud, yes, it was simply a cloud. Rashi is telling us in this case, this Anon was more like a smoke. What's forcing Rashi to tell us that it was the smoke specifically? It's from the Pasuk before this one. The Pasuk says, Hashem. The Pasuk says that the sight, the, gl- was, the glory of Hashem, was like a consuming fire in the mountain. Now seemingly, this Pasuk, it doesn't seem to be in the right place, because seemingly it should have said a couple of Pesukim earlier, after describing how Hashem's glory was on the mountain, etc. It should then describe how Hashem is like a consuming fire. The Pasuk, after that Pasuk says, Hashem calls out to Moshe, and then suddenly starts describing the sight of like a consuming fire. Says the Rebbe, this is what's forcing Rashi to say, that this Pasuk that Hashem is like a consuming fire is actually an introduction to the Pasuk that's telling us that Moshe Rabbeinu comes into the Onan. And that's why Rashi says, there's a consuming fire. What does a consuming fire achieve? It's consuming fire, will make smoke. And therefore, when the Pasuk says that he comes into the Onon, it's actually referring to something that was more similar to smoke. That's also, says the Rebbe, why the Pasuk actually emphasizes like a consuming fire. If we're just trying to speak about the sight that's representing how the Gilui of Hashem, it could have just said simply that it was like a fire. Why like a consuming fire? Because if the point is to bring out that it was like a smoke, and where does smoke come from? It's not coming from the fire itself. It's coming from the things that the fire is catching on to, the fuel that it's burning up. Says that but now we can also understand why Hashem makes a special path for Moshe Rabbeinu through this Onon, which we now understand as smoke. Because we understand that when you're walking through smoke and going through smoke, 
because of the soot, because of the ash, because of the stuff that's inside all the soil that's being burnt up and that's inside the, the dust that's in the fire right now, you become very, very dirty as a result of it, which wouldn't exactly be very respectful. Moshe Rabbeinu going to speak to Hashem to come up all black and then all dirty from the smoke. This is why Rashi says that Hashem made a special path for Moshe Rabbeinu through this, that we know now is smoke, so that Moshe Rabbeinu is remaining completely pure and clean. The Rebbe says, the question then still remains, why does Rashi then say it's Kiminoshan like a smoke? Why not directly smoke? And why is the Pasuk describing it as an Onon, which we would usually translate as a cloud? Why doesn't the Pasuk just say straight out that it's smoke? And the Rebbe explains something very interesting. We're speaking over here at Har Sinai, which is in the middle of a desert, and the top of the mountain at that. This is a place where there are no trees growing, there are no plants growing. What you have over there is stones and earth. Smoke, as we just said before, comes from things being burnt up, things like plants, things like trees, which obviously doesn't apply to things like stones and earth. And this is why Rashi says that when the Pasuk says, there was a consuming fire, and what came out as a result of it was something, it was like a smoke, but obviously not your regular smoke that we usually have. And that's why the Torah also doesn't refer to it as a smoke. The Torah refers to it as an onam. The Rebbe now moves on to the Chassidus, to the Yenish Shaltoyer of this Rashi. And the Rebbe says like this, The truth of the matter is, earlier on in Pashas Yisrael, we did have a Pasuk that describes, the Har Sinai, Oshan Kuli, the whole Har Sinai was smoking, because Hashem came down in it like a fire. Now in our Pasuk, the Pasuk says, as we said, it says, Onon, which Rashi is telling us it's like a smoke. So what's going on? So the Rebbe says, Smoke, as we said already, is coming as a result of something physical being consumed, being burnt up. The thicker the course of something is, the more smoke there will be, the thicker it will be. The thinner something is, the smaller, the lighter something is, the more subtle and refined something is, the less smoke there will be. So too Beruchnius, as a result of the fire of the Gilead that's coming from above, the Yeshus, the Metzius, the substance of the world, the entity of the world is, is becoming consumed, is becoming nullified, and that's what's represented by the idea of smoke. But here is where we have the difference. Initially, at the time of Matan Torah, where it was just a gili coming from above, that means the revelation was only from above. The world itself was not refined yet. The world itself was not elevated yet. Therefore, there's major smoke. Vahar Sinai Oshan Kuloi. Whereas in our parsha, where we're already speaking about after Matan Torah, after the world is somewhat refined already, as a result of the Giluim of Matan Torah, therefore the Gilu Yalikus is not causing literally a very heavy, thick smoke, rather as the Torah refers to it as an Anon, and Rashi is revealing us that it's like the idea of a smoke, meaning that ultimately still, any Gilu Yalikus is still about having an impact on the world, so there's still something of the world that needs to be consumed, needs to be burnt up. And therefore there is some element of smoke, but not the same thick kind of smoke before, because the world was already elevated. And the Rebbe concludes with the Hayrah. The Rebbe says there are some people that argue and say, why do I have to get involved with the lowliest thing of the world? Especially like we're speaking about the idea of doimeim, the inanimate, compared to the tsoimeach, the plants, the living things, etc. We're dealing with things that are so lowly, they seem to be not even alive. We seem to be speaking about things that even when there's a fire are not getting burnt up. Or in our case, a godly fire. There's godly revelation. And this is a doimim. It's not even a keli. It's not even a vessel to be consumed by the godly fire. Why do I have to deal with these lowly things? So here is the hoira. The whole purpose of Matan Torah is to bring about this oshan. This smoke. This elevation. Even in the lowliest kind of things. Are you going to say, a person could say, 
by dealing with these lowly things, like an ashan, the smoke that's coming up from these lowly things, I might get dirty and soiled myself? Says Rashi, two points. Says Rashi, number one, Hashem makes a path for Moshe Rabbeinu inside of this smoke. And this is true also for the Moshe Rabbeinu, the Nisham inside of each and every one of us, that it never gets soiled, it never gets dirty. It always remains faithful and connected to Hashem. Furthermore, Rashi said, Kiminosh, and it was like a smoke. Meaning that Bepnimi is really deep down inside. It's not even real smoke. You know, it was the whole idea that there could be any materialism that seems to be a concealment and godliness, that we need to burn up and make smoke and all of that. It's only so that we should have Bechira. But really, everything is all part of this goal of being a holy cloud, something connected to Hashem. And therefore, it's only Kiminosh, and so really Bepnimi is, there's no way of getting soiled by this. And the Rebbe says, by acting in this way, this is how Moshe Rabbeinu goes then to receive the Luchais, and each and every one of us can go to receive the Torah, and as the next parasha continues, that that ultimately this is the way we bring Hashem down into the world, making it a dira betachtoinim.